When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. BetQLU here on the BetQL Network. I'm John Martin. He's RJ Choppy. We're here getting you ready for the college basketball slate this weekend. Only a few of these Saturdays left, RJ. So enjoy them while you have them. One uh, one gentleman who is not enjoying the college basketball weekends, it appears, is Rick Patino of St. John's. Rick Patino of St. John's just blew a 16-point first-half lead to Seton Hall last weekend and decided to use that opportunity to take aim at his players. This is what Rick Pitino had to say after the loss to Seton Hall. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics when we lost – I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. I was thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. Yeah, so uh, Georgetown did not beat them. Uh, uh, St. John's did win the game, 90-85. Uh, and Patino did come out after that game and apologize to his players. Uh, he said, these guys have never failed me. I have failed them with the fundamentals. Um, he said, he, he said uh, that he told them he absolutely loves them. I would never, ever want to embarrass you. It's my bad. I'm at fault. I should have never mentioned anybody by name. I didn't mean it. Um, and, and he said he was sorry to any St. John's fans because they've treated me like royalty. So what do you make of all this, RJ, and which side of Rick do you believe here? I think Rick really wants to coach bounce passes. I, Rick Pitino <laughs> loves bounce passes the way Bobby Knight loves ball fakes. All right, but pump fake that one. Run around, ball fake, go around. What? what? <laughs> bounce passes. What? What year are we in here? We're talking about bounce pass. Bounce passes are great, but like I didn't know that was some, you know, elixir of teaching that you've got to teach and throw in bounce passes. Uh, you know, move laterally. Okay, I mean that's that's coach speak right there. Uh, but this is that's my team. It's not St. John's. It's my team. They stink. They just—they're just terrible. <laughs> what are we doing here, man? What's going on? I love Patino, but holy cow, this is—we played—we played this on our show this week. We're dying laughing, dying laughing. Like this is like—you gotta be kidding me. No, nah, I don't—I don't regret taking the job. I love St. John's. I just hate my team. They're terrible. Yeah, you picked them, bud. You picked them. Yeah. At the end of the day. Because I'm in Memphis, Penny Hardaway did a version of this after they got blasted by SMU on Sunday. He basically went at everybody for uh, the big names don't play hard all the time, and some of these guys have quit, and 
so they've let go. Then we're not pulling in the same direction. And and I understand that it's frustrating as a coach, but it doesn't get you off, right? That's because that's to me what it sounds like when you hear this. A coach is just trying to get off scot free with underperforming. So you blow a sixteen point first half lead. Well, how did you build the first half lead? It's the same yeah. players. The same, same guys. players who build the first half leave, then obviously lost it. Um, this is coaches just trying to look for an escape hatch into accountability. Um, and I think it's bunk. I think it's BS, and I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. Now, I do think players in this new NIL era have to have a little more heightened accountability than they used to because they're now being sort of paid. But they're not being yeah. paid – per se, to perform at a certain level, they're being paid to render their services to that institution, right? That's that's the agreement. You hope yeah. and, you, and you suspect that they will perform because that's why you're bringing them in, but there's no guarantees of that. Um, and so it all ends with the coach at the end of the day. It starts and ends with the coach. And again, they got the win at Georgetown. <clears throat> he apologized, so all seems hunky-dory, but... I just can't stand it. I can't stand it, RJ. I can't stand it when these college coaches complain about their players, and I can't stand it when these coaches complain about how hard their job is because there are hundreds and, forget that, millions of people in this country where people struggle to put groceries on their tables that would sign up in a heartbeat, in less than a heartbeat, for half the cost, for a fraction of the cost, to have to deal with freaking nil come on man yeah. it just feels there like is. these coaches they're they're removed from reality man they're removed from reality because they've been living in these ivory towers and these high-ass salaries for as long as they have it's like they've lost touch with the real world and that to me from patino was the perfect example of that you have been listening to the arizona state coach because he said the same thing the football coach he said the, he said the same thing uh but look it's it, it is it is true um you know they they are removed by it now it does look i get it it does it sucks to have to recruit your own players uh, you get these guys in there then the season's over then you got to convince them why they should stay uh there's also the element of it that you know the college football world that or, or you just say just say college football because college basketball has been one and done forever but like you know i remember the days where you would watch your favorite player at your college play and then you would follow him to the nfl and you would take pride in how he did and that's really gone right that doesn't really happen because nobody stays anymore so it's just a little different right it's a different sport but it's okay it's just what it is uh but you know rick is rick's a cantankerous old man at this point man and this is this is what he's he's harping on he got the you're right he got the lead how do you get the lead the same players that got the lead blew the lead it happens. It, it happens. Sometimes those guys don't play well on, on any given day. You got yep. to deal with it. You're going to have to find ways to fight through it. Yeah, I mean, in the end, you're the in in like in 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 the professional leagues, right? Mm-hmm. It's a difference. It's a different. Even though the coach still ends up taking, the, we know what the deal is. We know what the score is in the, in in the professional leagues, right? Player league. Yeah. You're only going to go as far as your players. And you also may not pick your roster. You know, you may have a GM or a front office, you know, dynamic that chooses your roster for you. Yeah. Um, you know, in college, it's all you. It's all you, man. All you. At the end of the day, you are the 
you're you're the the judge, jury, and executioner. So, you know, you have to face what comes with that. Um, Zach points out eight teams in college basketball brought in seven or more transfers. Arkansas, NC State, Arizona State, Memphis, UCF, West Virginia, Penn State, St. John's. And RJ, as you will be able to tell, the common denominator with all those teams is that not a damn one of them is currently projected to go to the NCAA tournament. So, cautionary tale, I would I would ask. Yes. It's okay to have your top player be a transfer. It's okay to have you know, a couple of role players be your transfer. To have your entire team transfer over, it's just, you know, with, with, with the way it is now, you just, you know, there's, there's a, you just can't get the same cohesion. You have no idea how these guys are going to play together. You have no idea how they're going to grow together. The egos are going to be involved. And also, don't forget this, when you have seven-plus guys that are transfers, they're, they're, they're mercenaries, generally. They're transferring to get theirs. That's okay. You know, we're all mercenaries to an extent, but does that bring in an element of, you know, me first? I mean, I don't know. Like, you have to ask coaches who have dealt with this for a long, long time. Patino certainly has. He's not, he's not, uh, he's not new to this. Nobody's new to this. I mean, all these coaches can complain about the NIL all they want. You know, we just heard the other day, Johnny Manziel said that his dad asked Kevin Sumlin for $3 million. Like, what, we, we just going to yeah. act like just now these guys are getting paid? Okay. Go ahead. I mean, if you want to believe that, exactly. I mean, ask yourself uh, in in the year you know in in 1999 or whatever right. if when when an SEC quarterback went to the NFL if he took a pay cut or not. You can find that out. Ask him. Lie detector test. I bet you they tell you the truth. The difference with NIL is that it's an open market. Yeah, that's that's the change right change is that it's an open market where team schools and recruits can sort of leverage themselves against one another oh well this guy got that at that and you and it's all public information and all kind of like maybe not public information but easy to access information you know that's the difference difference. that's the difference and now you know now you know exactly what it is And, and and the uh, the other schools know exactly what they got. It's it's completely different now. You know now now it's just a different game. But I think in some cases it's a better game, and in some cases it's a better situation. Uh, in other cases it's it's going to be worse. You're going to have situations where you've got seven plus guys transferring to one school, and or 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 in this case eight schools, Is and there? it's a disaster for every single one of them. Right? It's a disaster at every single one of them. Yeah, I mean I think it's it's definitely. RJ, a, a cautionary tale for the way that coaches should approach the portal. The, the the term I've come up with is indulge, but don't engorge. That's how you should look at most hmm. of the good things in your life, right? Whether that's, you know, wine, whether that's good food, whether that's anything recreational, whatever indulge but don't don't engorge don't overdo it and i think that is that is 100% the case with the transfer portal um because as you see like i'll just use memphis as an example memphis was probably the only group on that list that we talked about that had tournament expectations 
And everybody that they brought in on their, you know, individually in a vacuum was a good player. Quinterly was the SEC tournament player of the year. Naquan Tomlin yeah. was a big part of Kansas State's Elite Eight run last year. David Jones was putting up numbers in the Big East. Um, you know, none of these guys, Jaquan Walton was a 40-plus percent three-point shooter at at, uh, at Wichita State. I mean, none of these guys were bad players. But what happens is when you, when you, when you incorporate too many and you don't establish roles, and most coaches – aren't going to be great at establishing roles when you bring in seven, eight, nine new guys, you get infighting, you get unhappiness, you get grumbling, NIL checks, this, that, the other. It just starts to be a mess, RJ. Look, I I, I just had to Google what engorge means. Um, you, you you hit me again. That that Memphis State degree you've got, man, you're, you're really putting <laughs> – you're really putting exit 387 in Knoxville to shame. You really are. That's you really what, are. Man. That's what we're doing every week. It's just a different world that I'm. We're playing. You're playing chess over here. Uh, I don't want to rub like, it in, man. You know, I, I really don't. I'm just trying to be classy about it. Yeah. And look, I get it. I mean, you can't. There's no way of knowing how these players are going to um, uh, perform when it's an entirely new situation, new team, new players, new coaches. Who's going to mesh well with the other one? There's no way to find out. There's no way to know until you get them in, in um, until you get them in the building, and that's when all hell breaks loose for some of these teams. And you've got half a dozen teams or more that are sitting here uh, worried. Oh, damn! Like, oh, like how, at what? Here's what I want to know: At what point does the coach get all these new players in, in the, from the transfer portal? Does he get them in the building? And at what point is he like, ah, oh, crap? Is it the first practice? Right. The sixth? Like, is it, is it week three? What is it? Is it when conference play starts? First road trip? When he sees them all in the hotel sneaking out and they're not in the rooms? Like, when is it? That's what I want to know. Like, when does that happen for coaches? Because I think it's different for everybody. But, man, it's it's a scary proposition to, to live your entire life via the portal. Yeah. But, unfortunately, if you're a new coach and you get, if you get hired late, that's what you got to do. It is. And I think there's I have more grace sort of for those situations than I do the returning coaches. You have to build a culture and then enhance that culture with two or three guys from the portal that fit what you're building. But you cannot establish a culture with seven to eight to nine new guys in and out every single year. That just becomes a turnstile at that point. Your culture is transitory. It cannot last. It cannot sustain. And I think that is definitely the problem. Uh, that Memphis is having and other programs will have if they go down that road. Uh, We'll come back. We will preview the weekend ahead in college basketball right here on Bet365.